This is Brain Diet, episode number 59. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to teach you what to do with unwanted emotion. As humans, a large part of our experience of the world comes through emotion. Think about the reason that you do anything. The reason we do anything is ultimately because of an emotion we think we will feel if we do it. So think about going to the movies. If you go and see a movie, the reason you go is so that you can be scared or feel thrilled or feel touched or feel sad or feel joy or any type of emotion. We want to have an emotional experience when we go to the movies. Or think about falling in love with a person. The experience of feeling love creates an entire relationship. If we didn't have emotions, can you imagine what that would be like? If we just had our sensory experience, we could see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. If that's all that we had, imagine going to the movies. We would just get visual stimulation. Or imagine being with another human. You wouldn't be able to experience love, and so you would just be in the presence of another person. It wouldn't even be... A relationship because you would just be in the presence of another person. You wouldn't have emotions attached to the things in your life if we didn't have emotions, if we only had our sensory experience of the world. So emotions, safe to say, are a very large part of being alive. Emotions are a crucial part to our aliveness as humans and to our ability to function because we have this really higher ability to feel emotions in such a nuanced way that no other living thing has the ability to do. And so it really shapes how we show up in the world, what it is that we seek out. It's all based in emotions, more or less, right? There are other components to this, but but more or less, emotions are a very important part to being alive. Now, emotions are just a reflection of what's happening in our brain. Emotions aren't actually a reflection of the world. They are a reflection of what's happening in our brain. Because how we think is what creates how we feel. So when we go to the movies, how we are thinking about that movie is what creates how we feel about it, not the movie itself. Like think about two people that go and see a movie and they have totally different reactions to it, different emotional experiences of it. How could that be possible if it weren't our brains that create our feelings and not the movie itself? So how we are feeling, as much as it is a part of our experience of the world, it's actually being relayed through our brain that is perceiving it in order to create an emotional experience. It is perceiving everything outside of you to then have a thought about to create an emotion. So it is safe to say that emotions are a very informative part of our experience because it is reflecting what it is that we are thinking. 
when we experience emotions, we often give them labels. We start to label certain emotions as good or bad or wanted emotions or unwanted emotions. And what I want to offer you here today is that no emotion you experience is a problem to be solved. It is simply a vibration that is happening in your body as a reflection of something that you're thinking. It's just that messaging system of your brain trying to relay information about what's outside of you. When we experience an emotion, a vibration in our bodies, and we give it a label like unwanted, what ends up happening is we try to push that emotion away. We end up kind of resisting, trying to push against it. We don't want to feel it because we've given it this label of unwanted or undesirable emotion. An example that I like to use when we do this is if we had a beach ball and we were pushing it underwater, of course, if we're pushing it underwater, it is creating energy and force that that beach ball could then pop up above the water if we were to let go. And pushing a beach ball underwater also requires us to exert energy so it can be a little bit tiring. So not only are we tiring ourselves out by keeping a beach ball pushed underwater, but the beach ball can also pop up at any time and splash us and create all sorts of problems, (laughs) right? So this is what we tend to do with emotions that we don't want to feel is we treat them as this beach ball. We don't want to feel them. We've given them this label. So then we end up causing more problems for ourselves than if we just let the beach ball float on top of the water and just kind of hang out. Now I, as a coach, teach my clients to do what I call thought work. So what that means is that we go in and examine the brain. We go in and examine all of the thoughts that we are thinking and all of the emotions that those thoughts are creating. And we decide, do we want to keep those thoughts? Do we want to keep thinking those thoughts? And do we want to keep feeling those emotions? There are so many opportunities for us in our life where we can identify a thought that feels terrible, that really doesn't serve us to think, we can get rid of that thought and think something different on purpose. It's a really, really powerful and deliberate way to live, to be able to operate in this way, to examine what's currently happening in your brain and decide on purpose exactly what you want it to look like. However, sometimes people will learn this concept of thought work and being able to create any emotion based on how you're thinking and be able to be in control of your emotions based on how you choose to think they will use this idea and they will use it against themselves so what i mean by that is they will have an emotion come up for them and they'll say oh well i can just think a new thought i can just i can just think something different and what that does is that's like pushing the beach ball underwater of the current thought and the current feeling that a person is experiencing. So they're experiencing something and because they don't want to experience it because they're trying to resist it, they're like trying to just talk themselves out of it. Like, oh, if I just do this, I can just think something different on purpose and it's exhausting. It's really, really tiring when we're trying to just force our way away from what's actually happening for us. So I wanted to teach you a tool today that I find really useful amongst my clients when this type of 
um, behavior starts to manifest when I'm coaching them and they just want to think new thoughts all the time and get rid of what they're currently experiencing. I like to call this tool the bucket. What the bucket is, is a vessel in which you can toss all of your thoughts and feelings that might be causing you problems. Now, I'm going to give you some examples that will illustrate why this tool can be so helpful. But when we notice drama in our brains or chatter in our brains, as I like to call it, just a lot of nonsense and silly things happening in there that just are noisy when there's a lot of noise in our brains, then that is where I like to start utilizing this. I like to take all of that noise and just toss it in the bucket. When we do this, when we really start to just notice the noise and allow it just to be in the bucket, we just recognize what's happening in our brains. We see it as chatter and as noise, and we don't allow us to dictate our lives and to get in the way of us living. I see it very often where people are debilitated by what's happening in their brains. And that's not what I want for you. And so this type of tool can just be an accessory to utilize in those moments where you feel like your brain is just a little bit loud. So I want to give you some examples. The first example is a woman that I was coaching and her son was experiencing some medical issues, but they hadn't really explored everything quite yet. There were still some unknowns, but the son was a little bit reluctant to go to the appointments. He wasn't being very proactive in making them. He seemed a little bit nonchalant about the whole thing. And his mother was worried to the bone about it. She was so concerned and she just wanted to action her way out of things. She was feeling so worried and she just wanted to take action until she felt better. She wanted to make all the appointments. She wanted to physically take him to those appointments. She just wanted to keep taking action until this worry would go away. But unfortunately, we can't really control people as much as it would be nice if we could. (laughs) It's very difficult to get people to do what we want them to do. So when we can internalize that, that people are going to do whatever they want to do, even when it might be different than what we think is best for them. And instead of trying to take action in order to feel better, we can just take everything that we're feeling and put it into the bucket. It becomes so much less of a problem. So in the case of this mother, all of the chatter about the what if I should have taught him better, I need to do things for him, I need to make him do things, all of that chatter was just creating so much pain for this mom. And so what I offered to her was just to carry around this bucket and to dump that chatter into the bucket. It wasn't a problem that she was experiencing this worry. It didn't mean that anything was going to go terribly wrong that she was experiencing this worry. All that worry was, was a relaying of information from her brain, a thought that that brain was thinking based on how it was interpreting what was happening outside of her. When we experience emotions, it doesn't mean that something outside of us is or is not going to happen. It doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. Again, it's just information. A thought in our brain has triggered a vibration in our body. So when we can really drop into that and just put all the thoughts and all the feelings into the bucket and just kind of carry it around, then we're not freaking out and so panicked. We're more relaxed into it. We're more accepting of it. Like, oh, my brain's having a little bit of a freak out. I can let it have a freak out. I'll just hold on to this bucket. All these thoughts, every time they come up, we'll just plunk it in there. 
and it isn't a problem. Another example that I see when I am coaching people that are losing weight or are wanting to lose weight or starting the process of losing weight, what usually comes up for them is a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of, I've done this before and it hasn't worked, or I'm not good enough, or I'll never be able to do this, or I don't know how to do this. They have all of these thoughts. And in the beginning, they really believe them. They are certain that all of these sentences are just true and that it's going to dictate their entire experience of weight loss, which if these thoughts aren't managed, then yes, that will manifest as what happens in your life. But when we can see, I want to lose weight and my brain is having a little bit of a freak out. It's offering me these sentences that aren't necessarily true and that I don't necessarily have to choose. Now, our brain is going to continue to offer them. It's not like we can just shut them down. So our brain never thinks something like that again. So our brain never thinks self-doubting thoughts again. It's not going to work that way. It's just our responsibility to decide how we respond when our brain does offer us those types of thoughts and those types of mindsets. So again, a person trying to lose weight and they have all of the self-doubt come up and all of those painful thoughts, they just plunk them into the bucket and carry it around. Of course, I have some self-doubt. My brain is very rooted in staying the same. It thinks that means better survival if we just don't change anything. So if I'm going to try to change some things, if I'm going to try to change my body, my brain's going to have a little bit of a freak out. And that's okay. I can let it have a freak out. I'm just going to put it all in the bucket and just kind of carry it around with me. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong and it doesn't mean those sentences are true. It'll just kind of be the sidekick along the way for weight loss. Another example is something that I've noticed in myself. When I am out shopping or out of the house anywhere and I have a moment where I've forgotten to turn off the curling iron I start to freak out a little bit and I start to panic and I'm like oh my gosh I gotta get home I gotta I gotta take some action until I can feel better I gotta rush home right now and turn off that curling iron so that I can feel better I need to hurry my way through my tasks until I can get home and take some action to feel better but we know that action isn't what makes us feel better how we feel comes from how we think if we are thinking a thought that makes us feel a certain way, then that tells us it's not the way we're acting that's making us feel a certain way. It's how we're thinking about the way that we're acting. Yeah? So when I am out and about and I've forgotten to turn off the curling iron, instead of trying to think a new thought or trying to feel any different than I do, I just kind of drop into the anxiety of it. I just kind of have my curling iron bucket. I give it a label. And so then when that panic comes up and the anxiety thoughts of like, oh my gosh, my, th- my house is going to burn down or someone's going to die. And it's like all of the worst case scenario type thoughts. That's just my curling iron bucket. I just have my curling iron bucket. Another example is sometimes in the middle of the night, I will wake up and think, wait a minute, where is the flash drive with our wedding pictures on it? Or where did I put our birth certificates? <laughs> or did I put our passports back after we got back from our trip? I'll wake up and my mind will just spin with anxiety over it. And there was a time in my life where I would get up in the middle of the night and confirm that whatever I was, whatever it was that I was thinking about was appropriate and accurate, whatever, that it was all okay. And now I never do that. I lay in bed and I just sit with my birth certificate bucket or my wedding picture flash drive bucket. And I just let my brain do its thing. I just kind of relax into it. I let it go crazy. And I'll often respond to it and say, hey, You can have your anxiety. You can worry about this. That's fine. We're totally going to look into it tomorrow. I promise. I'll look into it tomorrow. But right now we're just going to be a little worried and that's okay. I just have my little bucket, my birth certificate, passport, curling iron, (laughs) whatever label you want to give your bucket. 
Anytime that emotion starts to rise up in your chest, you just dump it in the bucket. You give it a label. Might be a dumb label, but I'm telling you, it works. (laughs) Uh, The last example that I will give you is a woman who was waiting on the results of a biopsy. She had found a lump in her breast and was looking or had was waiting for the results on whether or not it was cancerous. And she was having so much concern, so much panic. She was having a lot of sadness, all sorts of emotions that were coming up for her. This chatter was very worrisome for her. She was really concerned that it meant that it was going to be cancerous or that something was really going to be wrong. But again, it was all just coming from her brain and thoughts that that brain was thinking. It was trying to look out for the problems to solve. It was trying to do what was in her best interest to keep her alive. But unfortunately, that was causing her a lot of worry that wasn't necessary. It wasn't going to change anything. And so we just had a biopsy bucket and she just dumped all of her thoughts and emotions and just kind of carried it with her. And the emotions and thoughts would kind of ebb and flow over the course of a couple of days as she was waiting for um, the results to hear back from the doctor. But she just carried her bucket with her. And when she noticed it coming up, she would dump it in there and then it would kind of subside and then it would come up again. And she just carried that bucket with her until she was able to get the results. That type of experience is so much easier. It's so much easier than trying to push the beach ball under of, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this because then it just creates more pain on top of pain. And that doesn't accomplish anything. All the thoughts that you are thinking aren't necessarily true. Whether it was the woman and her son or thoughts about the curling iron or self-doubt or the person waiting for the results of the biopsy, like any thoughts that you have aren't necessarily true. All they are is sentences, but we don't want to shove them down like the beach ball because our brain's going to offer us a lot of beach balls. So we just kind of got to let them float on the water and let them be until they deflate. So instead of pushing them away and resisting them, we just say, oh, I see you jump into the bucket. You can hang out for a minute it becomes so much less dramatic. A way I like to think about this is it's like in the movie Pirates of the Caribbean when Orlando Bloom is underneath the ship and he's stuck under there and the water's coming up and there are inches for him to breathe and he has to hold his breath and go down in the water and it explodes and it's all very dramatic and amazing. But imagine if this were happening to you, if you were experiencing an emotion and the water were coming up and you like had inches to breathe and you were panicking, panicking, panicking. But then if you just relaxed into the water, And realized you could breathe underwater. That would be amazing, right? But imagine if that were the case. Like if you have these emotions and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't feel this. I can't feel this. It's rising, it's rising, it's rising. I only have two inches to breathe. And all it would take is just you like dropping into the water and realizing you can breathe underwater. This happens in my dreams sometimes. Sometimes I'll dream that I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden I realize I can breathe underwater. And it's like, oh my gosh, what was I worrying about? I was so panicked about this rising water when I can actually breathe underwater. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) This is kind of what I imagine when it comes to relaxing into our emotions and relaxing into our experience and the chatter and the drama that's coming up for us, we just kind of hang out with it. We're just chill, right? We're like, I can breathe underwater. I can totally handle this self-doubt and anxiety. I'm just going to carry a bucket and it's just going to hang out with me. Not a big deal. So all you have to do, my friends, take whatever's going on for you, the drama, the anxiety, the panic, the unwanted emotions, and just throw it into the bucket and carry it around. And you are totally going to be okay if you just let it hang out for a while. That's your job. And if you want to learn more how to do this, how to actually do this, then you can join the gym for your mind. It's really fun in there. We've learned how to utilize a bucket. (laughs) 
<laughs> an emotional bucket, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.